incredible, man. Chef Davey, you know, whipping up some KFC in his own kitchen. Dave, did Jeez. you really look up a recipe on how to make your chicken taste I like know, KFC? I was yeah. Wow. <laughs> like old uh, KFC exposed, when it was still good? They, uh, uh, they exposed the 11 herbs and spices like a year or two ago. Oh, Ooh. really? I didn't know that. I didn't know they gave away the secret. Oh, what? what well, some, like somebody in the family did on accident or, I don't know, whatever. I know, that's not it's an not accident. Leaked. The nephew probably just got pissed, and he's like, here you go. Leak. <laughs> Send that to Reddit. <laughs> Cut <laughs> me off the board, will you? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, pretty much. Or it's like the guy wow. who's like, oh, I have the... You know, I got the Coca-Cola recipe, you know, passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Membership at the country club, sleep the recipe online, no problem. That's uh, no big deal. I, I understand <laughs> the desperation to get yourself some KFC, David, because it's like if you order out, you're taking chances, right? You know, it could be Corona chicken, right? You know, right. Uh, <laughs> herbs and spices and a virus. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, so uh, you know, the other thing to do is like uh, I keep driving past Burger King. And I'm like, man. You, oh, get it. Damn it. <laughs> like, no, no, oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make my frozen patties here, you know, taste like I'm trying to whopper it up, you know, at home. You know what I'm saying? So. I, uh, I haven't I haven't broken down. I've made a commitment to only cook things here, right? The you haven't broken down and gotten food yet? No, all? dude, I haven't ordered anything. Um, what's I go like me, though, two days a week. It's so no, good. No, oh, what's, what's, I have kill, to. Okay, what's killing me is that there's a run on frozen pizza, and it's worse than the run on the toilet paper. It's like... Oh, no. But apparently, really? I didn't realize that cheese pizza... I didn't realize regular stupid cheese was super fucking popular at all, really. Like, it, the entire aisle is, like, blacked out, you know, no cheese anywhere. You can get your meat lovers, you can get your, you know, your uh, your pepperonis. But even, but the name brands, like, the the popular brands are gone. I ran into this one thing, it's like, oh, we got two pounds of cheese in this pizza. And it's called, like, Mike's <laughs> Ultimate Pizza. I'm like, who makes this pizza? I've never seen this pizza before in my life. <laughs> oh, so I've seen this, those. It has, like, a fucking dumb cartoon on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It has a guy's head with, like, sunglasses on it. Hey, this is the ultimate pizza. We got two pounds of cheese and ingredients in here. Take me home today. I'm like, I'm only taking you home today, Mike, because uh, I don't really believe that you have the ultimate pizza, but, like, there's no Red Baron cheese. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then <laughs> I'm also motivated to buy all this frozen pizza because of the stupid guy who's who's from he's from massachusetts actually but his name is david portnoy i think he made all his money like like trading like in stocks but he's the guy that does like he eats pizza every day and for like two years the guy's been doing pizza reviews of like pizza places and now he's doing Genius. frozen pizza because he's stuck <laughs> in his house yeah he, he, you guys have seen this right like the one bite pizza review. i read a review about uh, it yeah except he doesn't do it. one bite it's like 10 bites and then tells you the score plus he's also like if He's also very, very, like, uh, he's very Boston. Like, if you ever want to know what a stereotype is, like, watch his pizza reviews, you know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get an idea of, like, a very Boston attitude. But What but, does he uh, do with the pizza that he doesn't eat? Is he just tossing pizza? No, he eats is he the pizza. Secret, he is literally, he secretly he... sick of pizza? And no, then no, he... no, no, he eats pizza every day. Oh, my God. Like he was on a desert island. He would he'd be like, what food do you want? He'd be like, pizza. Yeah, pretty Not much. tacos like, or something? Yeah. I mean, I do believe that pizza is like the perfect food. You can I haven't had pizza in years. What? 
I just had I had pizza tonight. I had Little Caesars. It's great. There you go. <laughs> Little Caesars is saving everybody. It's hot and ready. It's <laughs> hot and ready to go. It's, hot and ready. Yeah. it's still it's amazingly still hot and ready. Have you, you know what you know what amazes me? How quickly all the corporations and companies were able to whip together commercials. Like Toyota, Toyota's like. Oh, I know. We were here for you before. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, was, I just saw that one for I think another pizza store. No, Burger King. They have one where like people are laying on their couch and they're rising uh, up. Like oh, we'll yeah, deliver yeah. for free. Yeah, they, like, they, they, it's like um, be a couch hero or something, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll get you. So I'm like, wow, yeah, really like, social distancing there, huh? Well, I mean, well, you, listen, it's they don't time. really expect people to social distance inside their house, or do they? Oh. Who knows? I guess if you don't trust the people you live with. Dun, dun, yeah, they're all uh, sick. They're all I saw sick. Somebody... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, you know who's sick, actually? Did you guys see that um, I shared with the gentleman here, the Binge Watchers crew, I shared with them a picture from one of my new Instagram followers and I cannot make an argument that Dave should be posting every day on Instagram with followers like this. Like, it's, it's um, pretty hot. This yeah. is Jeff the Killer. <laughs> but here's the, here's the amazing thing. So his name is Jeff the Killer. His status is go to sleep. If that's not creepy enough, he's Jeff the Killer 6667. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So there were already 6,666 jeff the killers on instagram that he couldn't get the name was taken like he had to he had to go and get like six 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 then seven right because <laughs> the rest of the name was taken um he creeped, <laughs> he, he creeped me out so much i sat down and watched um wrinkles the clown on hulu which is about oh, that mythology. yeah the mythology of built around this guy who was you can call this text message or whatever and he'll freak your kids out and then like supposedly there was a guy walking around in a mask in, like, southern Florida, and you could call him up, and he'd, like, freak the kids. Instead of telling the kids, like, if they're naughty, they're going to get on the naughty list with Santa Claus, this guy would, like, show up in your backyard and scare your children to be to be. I've never kids. heard of this guy. This is incredible. So, I mean, him and Jeff the Killer can go have beers, you know. Uh, once the stay-at-home thing is lifted, they can go have beers together. And, uh, but anyway, the Jeff, the Jeff the Killer profile, the picture I shared is, like, he's got a guy with a bloody swastika. He's got an aborted fetus. He's got, like, um... I don't know, a truckload of, uh, e- e- like, illegals being loaded off, carted off somewhere by, like, the cartel. And another thing he had, um, David mentioned hentai. Is hentai, is hentai anime? Like, we've been doing an anime run, and he, it's a question, like, where do you draw the line between just a sex video and, and animated uh, feature films? And this guy had, like, bloody hentai. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I, I went to see who his followers were. I'm like, okay, is there, like, a cult of Jeff, the serial killer? No, like, his average followers are, like, 20 teenage kids. I'm like, so, oh, he's a teenager. So he's, like, a kid, and, like, this is what he thinks is cool. Oh, this is great. I, uh, I, I have a lot, of, a lot of faith in the future, guys. I'm so excited for the next generation. <laughs> I have a different theory that he is the – he's in prison, and the kids that are following him are his uh, escaped victims that have to keep tabs on him and when he actually gets out. Wow, I don't know. Can prisoners do Instagram? I mean, I don't know, man. They could they get everything else in there. They no, I heard. I heard. What's his name? The Tiger King couldn't get, couldn't watch his Tiger King show. So I don't know if every prison has internet. I really don't know. I don't know. No, it depends on who you know in prison oh, and what oh, you're willing yeah, to do. Yeah, you can get a cell phone <laughs> in there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> How many dicks and whose dick is it that you're willing to suck, I guess? So I don't exactly. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, prison rules are not like any other rules that, that there are. 
Except, I guess, for now, the lockdown rules. I guess, like, people would be like, what are you willing to do for that cheese pizza? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> what is that cheese pizza? There was almost an awkward silence there, and it was because I, I was talking about prison sex rules. You <laughs> got real quiet. All of a sudden. Nobody's a survivor, I guess. Nobody knows how to adapt. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've never been to prison yet. <laughs> uh, I think uh, well. pizza's a better topic. Let's talk about cauliflower pizza. Uh. Oh, wow. Why are you the... saying, uh, they're uh. amazing. The oh, crust? Oh, I was, I'm the crust? They'll do in a pinch. I'm desperately yeah. trying to segue into Brian Dennehy, but I don't think cauliflower is going to get Brian Dennehy uh, never ate any fucking cauliflower. No, not. dude, he's a... Steak he and whiskey dude. all day. He was a truck driver, Always. a Marine, and then an actor. Like, he eats steaks. I mean, that guy probably ate a steak every day of his life until he died. And I'm so glad they didn't report his death as coronavirus-related. Thankful for that. Oh, it doesn't even matter what's what is killing. It doesn't even matter. They're, everything is being reported as like, yeah, got another one, got another. Hey, got the uh, got the guitarist. You know that used to play with what's his name. He's gone. You know, like every death is like. Oh, they celebrate it. They're uh, like, yeah, man. look what it's killing. Yay. Free yeah. media. All right. Um, anyway, so I would well, say I would say about Brian, we lost a great actor. I didn't realize he won. I didn't realize he won a bunch of Tony Awards, and at Golden Globe for the same part that won the Tony Award was I didn't know he was Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman. Apparently, they made that into a TV movie as well, and he got the Golden Globe for that. No, I didn't know that. Wow. The most recent thing I saw him in was a movie called Tag, which was a comedy where people are playing tag for like 30 years, and they're trying to tag each other. Oh, Um, yeah. yeah. I saw it. That was funny. Yeah. Dave, what's your favorite Brian Dennehy movie? Um, You know, I'm going to have to go with Tommy Boy. I think that might be... um... The first thing I remember him in, or at least uh, where he stood out to me, um, I just barely caught up with the FX movies lately. Those are pretty fun, but uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Tommy Boy. Nick, what about you, man? Uh, as Dave mentioned, FX 1 and 2. I loved his character in that. Uh, I love those movies. I love the idea. Like, If anyone hasn't seen those movies, go check them out. And uh, Brian Dennehy and Brian Brown are in it, and they're a great dynamic and I love those movies with and him. And he's a cop, right? A special yeah. effects guy? Yeah. To help yeah. him out. And he helps him out, and then there's, like, some corrupt cops in both of the movies. And Brian, he's, Brian Dennehy, like, just helps him out. He's, like, the buddy you want to have. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Oh, I love those FX movies, let me tell oh, you. Yeah, he, he, his face is just implant imp, imprinted on your mind about, like, this is it's, a guy, and you, oh, you don't know what he's going to be in. You're watching a movie. Boom. Oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. And, you know. Brian Dennehy, man. I, so I liked him in uh, Romeo and Juliet as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, I forgot he was in that. You know what oh, he said, gosh. though? He said early on, like, he said that um, he's the guy you wouldn't cast. He's the guy you wouldn't see. It's so funny that you say, like, he's so recognizable now, but he went through a period where, like, that was his thing because he was a character actor, right? And that used to be, like, a, the tried and true actors. Like, they had to establish a niche, and then they were cast in that, like, that mold or whatever. But, um... I'm surprised nobody mentioned the first Rambo where he plays like the out of control. Oh era. yeah, that, no, that and to he's, me is like he's the great thing, in that. You know, that's yeah. the thing for me. And um, there's a new there's a movie that I came across that was made in the '80s as well that I didn't know he did with um, oh gosh, what's that? What's uh, James Woods? James Woods is in a movie with him playing a hitman, oh, and the hitman like wants best, you to bestseller, bestseller, exactly. Yeah, bestseller. Yeah, yeah. Like he wants Brian Dennehy's character to write a book about his life as a hitman, and the movies get this. The movie's called Bestseller, as Nick just dropped. Stealing your thunder. I love, ah, that's what I guys, do. can I tell you, I love how movies in the 60s, 70s, and 80s literally told you in the title. Like, yeah. they, they would pick a title, and you, you knew what the movie was, and I'm like, wow. Just capitalize I got on that for a minute. You know, like, it's just that, you know? Like, 
Cocoon. Yeah, Cocoon, Cocoon's also great. I think people, if they don't know him from Rambo, they know him from playing the alien leader in Cocoon, who I think his name was Walter. I forgot he was in that. I think, wow. I think they call him Walter. I'm not sure, but I think that's what they call him. I might be getting confused with the grandpa's name, but there's like... Um, that, folks, if you haven't seen these movies, I, I keep forgetting whether or not these people have seen these movies. Hopefully they have, but Cocoon is like... There's a, a race of like really nice aliens, and they're trying to get well. They're trying to get back to their home planet, right? They're trying to take off or something, but they also have the power to make you young again. But then if we take too much of their energy away, it's like giving them cancer. There's like the whole thing in the pool where the old people get too much energy, and then the aliens start to die. You guys remember that, right? Like the cocoons like start mm-hmm. to lose their life. I just spoiled the whole fucking movie. That's what. You <laughs> ruined the plot, dude. I was about to interrupt you and be like, Johnny, spoiler everybody. <laughs> yeah. oh, I just man. let you dig the hole. I don't oh, know okay. what was wrong with me. I, okay, I thought okay, okay. I felt like I. <laughs> but do you see we were how all it, watching you, the train wreck and do you see up. how it innocently happens though adam i mean like i am so excited that we're talking about a movie i love that i just continue to ramble into let, the, the story let me tell you story. exactly what the main bullet points of the movie are <laughs> <laughs> oh man what was your give me a main review if, of if a movie we're out for reviewing today <laughs> oh jeez. um it's like your old rule was if it's been out for longer than two years, then you yeah. don't have any right yeah, to complain when I spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's basically yeah. it. Um, I don't know if that's still the I'm rule. Just, but I'm just going to keep trucking along because now it's so awkward. Uh, I heard that <laughs> <laughs> the Moon Knight TV show is coming out in November, and Moon Knight is like the a psychopath version of Batman that exists in the Marvel Universe. Is the best way I can describe him. He's like a Bruce Wayne type. Um, he's like their Batman, but they call him Moon Knight. He's got a white costume. He's got a moon on his chest. Um, they made a show out of him, apparently. It's coming out in November. But speaking of Batman, there's some scrapped Batman offerings that are actually sounded pretty cool. Like, um, are you guys familiar with the Batman Beyond cartoon? Did you guys ever see that? Yeah. Like, uh, I liked it. Well, it was set in the future, and it was about Terry McGinnis. And I won't tell you who he is. I'll try not to spoil the cartoon for people that might find this thing. But there's a new Batman... I won't tell you why there's a new Batman, but he goes looking for the old Batman, and the old Batman's kind of like his mentor, trainer, etc., etc., and then there's a good reveal later, but I'll just leave it out. But I heard at one point they were going to have Clint Eastwood play the grizzled, um, like, out-of-touch-with-society, you know, Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond live-action movie, and I was like, wow. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood is grizzled and out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, put him in that yeah. movie. Let him play that version of Bruce Wayne. I'd watch it, and I think a lot of people would watch it. The other thing I came across was this funny story about how um, Darren Aronofsky, who made this uh, pretty magical movie about Noah, he made The Wrestler, he made probably some other things that I'm forgetting. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, okay, yeah that's dream, probably yeah. what he's most known for. He's a great director. He's one of my favorites. And at one point, he was attached to do the next Batman movie before the Batman with Matt, whatever his name is, or whatever, who was ever doing that, the new Batman with um, the kid from Twilight. Um, Darren Aronofsky was attached. Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah, Matt Reeves. There we go. Yeah. That's the Matt I was looking for. He's doing the Batman now. But before that, Darren Aronofsky was going to pluck Joaquin Phoenix. To play to play Bruce Wayne in the Batman, I'm like okay. Well, that was pre. I never heard right? that. That was wow. like way before yeah. Joker. But Vegan then, Batman. But you know what they told Aronofsky at that time? They said, "No, you got to have Freddie Prince Jr." Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no no no! no. <laughs> what? That's horrible! Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> oh ouch! Oh yeah. man! No no that I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. His talk show is uh is it still on? 
Do you know about his talk show? Uh, I don't know. He's done a lot of voices in a lot of Star Wars cartoons lately. Isn't he in the new Punky Brewster? Is he? Yeah, I think he is. Really? What Nick's yeah. talking about is where there's a bunch of remakes coming out. Punky Brewster's on the list. We'll get into that in a second, but let's go to a brief word from our sponsors. Tonight's episode brought to you by Manscaped. For limited time, subscribers can get not one but two free gifts. You're going to get the travel bag. You're going to get the high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. And my favorite thing is you're going to get the ball deodorant in the perfect package 3.0. You know what I want to say? Like, my nickname on the show is Johnny Spoiler, but it might as well have been Johnny Sl- Swamp Balls. You know, because uh, back in the day, <laughs> had to use the powder, right? Had to use the powder, had to use the tenactin, had to use everything. Because um, below the equator was a dangerous zone for me. But now that I got the, the freaking Manscaped stuff, I'm doing great. So if you want the perfect package, you want to try it out, you can get 20% off, free shipping. The code is BingeWatchers.com at Manscaped.com. BingeWatchers at Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. You can't beat it. It's awesome. Everybody on the show uses it. Except for maybe Adam. I don't know. We'll have to get a package out to Adam. But everybody else is using it, and it's cool. Now, let's roll into remakes. Um... I don't want to start with Punky, but the cat's out of the bag on that one because Nick yeah, mentioned I, yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I ruined uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess let's start with the Peacock offerings then. Let's let's talk about Punky Brewster. Did you guys watch the trailer for the I new did. show? Not yet. No. Okay. I, I did. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely she's definitely she's not Punky at all. You might as well call it old not mom. at all. Might as well call it Old Mom Brewster. I don't know whose decision that was. <laughs> Um, I want to be fair to the Peacock guys. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some Peacock interviews on the show. That'd be great. Um, I'm going to watch it. I mean, what choice do I have? I'll be downloading Peacock and watching the Punky Brewster to see where it goes, but not happy with the trailer, to be honest with you. I am more happy coming down the pipe is we're going to watch Zach Morris's kid fighting uh, A.C. Slater in freaking Saved by the Bell. I can't believe I remembered their, all, their whole complete names. That's crazy. Uh, oh, like, I haven't been <laughs> Saved by the Bell in such a long time. Like I remember college years. I remember watching that for a little while, but... Save by the Bell, Ugh. folks, is coming back in Ugh. a big way. It's like the other – it's going to probably be the flagship show on the Peacock Network, right? I think I so, mean, too. Yeah. Yeah. That teaser was just – it literally was just a teaser. It doesn't tell you – It's really much. a teaser. Yeah, you barely get to know anything. And you can tell it's a bunch of new cast members, of course. Well, I mean, but that's yeah. what Save by the Bell yeah. did, right? I mean, didn't um, – what, Aaron Spelling cast a bunch of uh, no-names, no right? But they, that, they built their reputation on the in the original Save by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good opportunity if you're a young, hot Instagram star that gets cast in a freaking Peacock show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, man. This thing's working now, I think. So anyway, so what, are you guys going to tune in? Or- I, I'll um, give it a try, maybe one, and then see where it's at. Huh. I'll try the free trial and see if I want to continue. <laughs> no, wait up. Is the Peacock Network, what is well, it? Well, Dave, like, maybe like you Netflix? should wait because maybe we'll get a free trial code and then you can watch Yeah, it maybe I should. Uh, you know what? Well, you know they're going to offer like a week or a month free, so, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, probably. So uh, it, like, I'm going to wait for the Binge Watchers review. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Are you just going to wait for Johnny Spoiler just tells you everything you need to know about season one? <laughs> well, what if well. we assign Adam to points. review it? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll just throw there it at him. We'll himself. send it to Adam. And do, like, oh, then I'll, have to do, then I'll have to watch it. Oh, man. Okay, the, okay. A remake that came out of freaking left field, nowhere, no publicity, no advertising, nothing, but it suddenly announced. Um, the Valley Girl remake. Now, this is a guilty yeah. pleasure of mine. Right, um, don't Dave. feel guilty about that shit. That's a good right, movie. It's a good right, movie. All right, Dave, yeah. pitch it to everyone. Tell everybody about Valley Girl, what it is, and why we like it. Boom, shoot, shoot. Well, Dave. it's a like fucking Nicolas Cage's like first big movie. Um, like he's so actually just watched this like literally three, four weeks ago. Um, 
Nicolas Cage, Young Punk. Um, I can't remember the girl's name, Julie in the movie. It's basically like Romeo and Juliet of the 80s with punks and valley girls. And, uh, you know, I, it's it's a fun movie. It's got the great soundtrack. Um, yeah, it does. Like, I don't know. I mean, that. I I wasn't alive. Like I think it came out the year I was born, so I wasn't alive during that time. But that's what I imagine that '80s Hollywood was like. Like it's a it's a good time capsule. The girl you're thinking of is Deborah Foreman. She's in Waxworks with Zach uh, Galligan. Um, yeah. She's playing the was Valley she? Girl, and it's like literally it's that thing. Like there's the rich kids, and she's one of them, but she wants to go to a punk concert. It's that whole era, that whole scene, punks in the valley, and uh, they invade like the turf of like the. Um, I don't know the the Rich Valley kids, right, or whatever. But it's a love story, it's a romantic comedy. But uh, again, it's pretty good actually. And so, but now, I mean, <laughs> the remake is a musical, right? No, <laughs> well, no, so, no, no, no. I have conflicting feelings. Did, did anybody else watch the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, the trailer's out. I didn't even. Know. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, how wow. I discovered it, and it just literally, you know, auto played. I was looking at the Saved by the Bell stuff to research it, and then boom. I was like, wait a minute, what is this, Valley Girl remake? What is happening here? Whoa, so whoa, I haven't, whoa. I haven't, I haven't Saved seen by the, the Bell stuff. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I might be the I, I might be the only guy here, but I I saw the trailer and I'm like, uh, I actually kind of <laughs> kind of interested because they actually went back to the 80s instead of like a modern. They didn't modernize it. Well, that's uh, except for that, except for the wraparound story. Although, but then points taken off because it has that guy Logan Paul in it, and he's a piece of shit. So oh, see, I didn't, but... I didn't know one of the Pauls was in it. Now I definitely can't see it. I can't endorse it. I, can't I, I, I it saw, all. I caught that at the end, and I was conflicted because I'm like, okay, you actually kind of sold me on this, and then I saw Logan Paul. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, it, to his credit, he has done a lot of work to massage himself and fix himself, and and. He is he is promised to never make fun of dead people ever again. Well, well, then next he's video. got my ticket, I guess. Wow. <laughs> um, I think he's going through a maturing process. We get to see these people when they're right, like teenagers. Gonna, and, I don't want to spend this much know. time on the Paul. I fucking hate the Paul. I want to move. I don't wanna, <laughs> I, we're done with Paul. That's it. Um, the other remake that's coming out is you guys. You see that they're making a remaking Firestarter. But supposedly Stephen King approved the script. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on that one. Uh, well, that that mm. I hate to say it, but Stephen King's approval means next to zero to me anymore. He, he, he approved. He, he talks up a so lot of shit movies. that turns out yeah. to be awful. Totally does. Yeah. True. Yeah, uh, whatever. I mean, he spent thirty years writing the stories. That's great, and now he's got thirty years left to approve all these stories and cash in. A lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So he's lost credibility. What? He's lost credibility. For sure. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's lost some credibility. At least when it comes to like movies or things he promotes, I think he's still like a great writer. But yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I, I hate to say it, like John Carpenter's kind of the same way. Like he's, oh my gosh, he's, he's approved saying, like remakes yeah. of his best movies. Like oh, I'm behind it, and they're fucking awful. His remake of The Fog was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Well, I mean, you so, wonder about that if you're like, he's going to give honest press. Like, if he sees a screening of one of his movies he doesn't like, but then he has to do the press junket, the press tour, and have to go on interviews. Like, it's probably, but he's, he's probably not going to be honest. Uh, well, he, I, he's I, I think he's turned around in the last. Of money. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I think. Said, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's kind of turned around on that. Like he seems to have gotten to his older years, his older phase where like he has no filter. Like now he'll talk shit about projects or things now, uh, yeah, where now, he did yeah. before. 
So, I don't know. Would you guys like long of, uh, What? No, 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 nothing. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of long after the the film promotion has ended and then that that initial surge of income, uh, then he can talk trash about it? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Once that's tanks, how it goes, yeah. Yeah, once it yeah. tanks, he can blame it on the new director that just came off music videos. Yeah. Is now like, directing I, first I wanted to something. say something at the time, but yeah. Then they I thought it was out. good, but upon second look and third look, not so good. <laughs> oh man. So true. Uh, so long delayed, but the mo- the remake that I'm the most excited about, hopefully, is I think Michael Shannon is still legit. Whether Stephen King is still legit, I don't know, but I think Michael Shannon is still legit. Hell he was yeah. supposed to be the detective yeah. in the new Alien Nation, but now that's on the back burner because of the Fox buyout, right? So like, nobody knows if they're gonna bring that through fruition. You know, with um. What's her name? The Gelherd or whatever. She's like the Aliens producer, but she's also helped write Alienation mm-hmm. or was attached to Alienation. And uh, mm-hmm. and anyway, so it's just like it's stuck in like um, – it's just stuck in hell. Development hell or some other kind of hell? <laughs> well, I mean – well, because – Takeover well, hell. Takeover hell, yeah, like buyout, like merger hell because now what is Disney going to do with it? But speaking of being in hell, there is a Hellraiser remake that's finally on the calendar with David Bruckner who did the Ritual – VHS and some of the episodes of the Creep Show TV series that's on Shutter. Um, hmm. Nick, what do you think? I, I'm, I'm excited about this guy. I, I loved what he did for the first episode of VHS. I love the ritual, so hmm. I think this is a very strong candidate to do Hellraiser and could do it justice. They can't do any worse than what they've done for the past 15 years, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> the straight to video sequels that Miramax oh, and Dimension God. have been kicking out. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Um, I, you know, I don't have that strong of opinion only because I haven't seen the ritual. Um, I've seen VHS and creep show, but I couldn't tell you which ones he did. So I'd have to, um, go back and take a look, but I've, I've heard from a few other people who really love the ritual. So I'm going to have to put my faith in them. Um, I actually just watched the original two Hellraisers recently, so, I mean, he's got a lot to live up to. That's all I'll say that much. Those, those first two are incredible. The first two are amazing. I, amazing. I finally got around to two recently. Outstanding movies. I, actually, two is a better sequel, in my opinion, than one. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great sequel. You know, I heard Logan yeah. Paul is in this one. Is, uh, is, is, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. As long as Pinhead takes him out. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen him act. I, it's hard to say. Oh, yeah. Maybe he'll I be mean, one of the Cenobites. I saw him being a total ass before, and I saw him apologize. So wait, wait, wait! I heard that you saw another person being an ass, or at least at least drinking in great quantities recently. I don't know if you want to tell that story. I'm not sure exactly what story you're referring to. All right then, moving on. <laughs> Is he talking about me? No, no, <laughs> no! See, way to put a co-host on the spot. <laughs> Oh, okay, where are we? Let's see. Oh, horror okay, movie stuff. S- Let's stay in horror movie land. Do you guys know that Sam Raimi is officially attached to direct uh, Doctor yes, Strange yes. 2? And, uh, very they're saying very that, interesting. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool. And they say Bruce Campbell is going to yeah. pop up, who's like Sam Raimi's like, number one go-to guy. And then um, they're saying like uh, um, Bruce Campbell is also going to pop up in Mallrats 2. What do you think of that, David? Uh- well, hell yeah. I mean, that's like putting peanut butter and jelly together for me. Love wow. Sam Ray, or excuse me, Bruce Campbell. I love uh, Kevin Smith movies, so why not? But did you guys hear that um, they're talking another Evil Dead, but same, uh, Sam said he'll, he'll be attached, but at the cachet or like the the stipulation is they got to put Campbell back in. 
is, you know, Ash from the Evil Dead or whatever. Nice. I thought they were done with that, though. No, I thought he well, said he was done. Well, they're done with the TV show for sure, but yeah. they've never rolled oh, yeah. out movies. Oh, okay. Which is too bad because I'm catching up with the TV show, and it, like, it has the same quality as the movies. They're actually really well done. Hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know if anybody else has watched them, but they're worth it. I, I would love to. Yeah, I want to see it. Are there they're any, on Netflix. Uh, are there any movies oh, are? you guys okay. are looking forward to right now? <laughs> I'm just looking forward to anything being in theaters right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, what keeps getting pushed back? I don't know. Like, what do we have to look forward to? Besides well, everything's Netflix going and, straight to yeah. streaming. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a biopic coming out with Tom Hardy and Capone being Al Capone. Like, I really, nice. I always heard about that movie last year. Was really looking forward to it. Like, that's going to be streaming, like, next month. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I'll tell you the thing I was looking forward to, but it has, like, the biggest cursed production history or release history is that new mutants which was supposed to come out this month and then got pushed oh, off because of corona the and they're not even like the x-men movie or whatever yeah the x-men horror movie which mm. looks a lot like nightmare on elm street 3 but that keeps getting pushed off if it hasn't gotten a release date so hmm. that's what i'm looking forward to whenever they decide to put it out what about you adam you have anything coming out that you're looking forward to I'm excited about catching up on all the old anime that I have not seen before. I'm wow. super excited about all that old stuff. Uh, <laughs> new stuff, man, there's too much old stuff. All these old geniuses, all these old movies, that's what Binge Watchers is all about for me. Speaking of anime, I guess we should talk about Robot Carnival, which we <laughs> which we reviewed uh, this week, or we're going to review. Um, basically, eight animators in the 90s got together, including one of the animators from Akira, whose name is uh, Otama, which sounds like Atomic, like Adam, a little bit. And they did this movie where the robot carnival is cruising through like a futuristic wasteland, and then the robots are just simply trying to entertain, but they don't know how fragile human beings are. Like, they blow up a village in the beginning, and then it breaks off into these uh, these different like animated stories, right? Now, they're all related to machines in some way, but they're kind of trippy and dreamy. Um, it's kind of a departure from the animes that we have been watching on the show, you know, covering for this month or whatever. But I'll start with Nick. Do you have a favorite story and why from this trippy anime that we watched? Uh, I, I thought this was a very visual. I, this is probably my least favorite of the ones we watched. Yeah. But I think my favorite one was Chicken Man and Redneck I wrote down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they released that again, like, on VHS, and they changed the name to Nightmare, but originally, you're right, it was called um, uh, okay. Superman and Redneck. On some of the American releases or whatever, they changed the name of the story, but that's that's towards the end of the movie. I think yeah, and I thought, story. visually, and, like, the sound design and everything, I don't know why that one just grabbed me the most. Cool. I liked, I, yeah, yeah. Adam, what about you? I am looking for the right name of it. But it's the one where the they're at the robot-themed amusement park. It's towards the beginning, right after the intro sequence, oh, yeah. where the um, girl is like – she tells her friend, that, oh, my boyfriend's coming. And then she runs up to them and, oh, it's – wait, that's my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Like it's hard to – that movie – that one's um, Starlight Angel, and it looks like they're like in Disneyland. And it's virtual reality, but it's really hard to understand that. But it looks like she's flying through a dream sequence and that like a robot who works there – is helping her, and then, like, I didn't get this part. I had to read this on the internet later, like, that once he starts turning into a human, it's really, that's just because it's his costume, and he works there, and he's trying to help her, right? 
And, like, he becomes mm-hmm. the new boyfriend. And it's kind of dreamy, as you said, with the two teenage girls. One of them, the friend's dating the old boyfriend, and the, she's sad. Yeah, they tried to throw you off earlier to make you think that that guy is, like, you think a he's robot. A ro- you totally think he's a robot that yeah, works because, there. Yeah, but his, but his head falls off because yeah. he trips <laughs> and running then he's after a du- Yeah, then he's a dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we, you don't get you don't see his head then though, so you don't know that it's it's just a helmet or a mask until yeah. you watch it twice. Because I actually watched it twice. This thing was amazing to me, and it was like for me, it was uh, the anime version of Fantasia. Um, yeah, because this, it was so musically right. oriented. This is like a Japanese yeah. Fantasia, exactly right. Dave, what about you? I actually didn't mind this one. I actually kind of like this one. Um, my favorites are kind of a toss up between the very first story, uh, Franken's Gears which kind of remind me a bit of, like, Pinocchio or something of the like. But I also really like the one, uh, one of the few dialogue ones, where uh, with the, the robot and the old man. God. <laughs> I guess I should have, like, you know, written things down or whatever, but, you know. You're talking, uh, about, you're talking about Presence, where he builds presence, the girl, yeah. and she's like a robot that he hides from his family, like he keeps her in a yes, house. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of disturbing. That was kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> Heartbreaking. No, I thought it was disturbing. I went totally yeah. different way. With that. I mean, at the end, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what, what was up with this haircut. <laughs> Who knows? It's like Victorian England, but they have like robots, and to the, to the fact like the the you know the the school kids who look like they're out of oh what's that what's that thing about the orphan that holds up the soup and it's like uh please sir can i have some more who's that oh, writer oliver twist yeah oliver yeah, twist yeah, all, yeah it's like yeah. A, like a kid, some kids from oliver twist are kicking around the schoolmaster's head and you realize oh he must be an android or a robot or something because his head's like screaming as they kick him through the streets in the beginning and then you find out this guy who's riding around in like you know one of those automatic cars or whatever like i don't know if he works in robotics or whatever he builds little trinkets and then he builds a doll that comes to life and you don't know if he's building that doll as like a sexual thing or, or if it's supposed to be like a fake daughter. It's really unclear. That's why I said it's kind of creepy. But then he hides it from his whole family for like 30 years. At one point he loses his mind and tries to kill her. And she's like leaking oil everywhere in the workshop there. Um, that's not my favorite one. I, I like um, the one that's called like the uh, – what is it called? Deprived or whatever where – there's like a, a human, and then there's like an alien invasion, and the robots are fighting, and then the android tries to save the girl, and he fights like a mutant with, with green hair. And they're like fighting in like that crystal palace or whatever. And then like he powers up, and he's got like an android skeleton. You guys know what, the one I'm talking about? Like they have like a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets yeah. shot up with a machine gun, and then he, that's when you realize he's an android. And then like they, they duke it out. That one I thought was pretty cool. It reminded me of like a lot of other anime that I like. Dave was talking about Frankenskeers. Where the guy's, like, building a robot. Then later on, they have, like, a tell of two robot cities. And, like, the, the villagers are fighting against an invader that has, like, a big wooden robot suit. And they have a steam-powered robot, and they're, like, fighting in the village. It's towards the end of the movie. But, like, I felt like those two stories were kind of related. Like, at least in the tone and, like, context. The other stories, there's one, the one um, Nick mentioned is, like, uh, a dream sequence or whatever. And then the wraparounds are also animated. Like, there's a prologue and an epilogue. That talk about how this carnival rolls through, like, the wastelands, and hence the name Robot Carnival, I guess, right? So it's, like, whatever. I mean, this is a departure from, like, the action-oriented, like, heavy plot stuff yeah. that we've been watching. Yeah. Like, totally last, is, yeah. tried to do, like, a zany one last week, because I was trying to go across the board and try to find, like, 
you know, things that like, uh, really, I'm just trying to please Dave, I guess, because I'm, I'm like trying to convince <laughs> Dave. You've given him a variety for for sure. Like yeah. everyone has been so different. Yeah, yeah. I've well, this one so far has been my favorite, actually. Oh, really? Mm. Good. Well, because it, it bucked the trend of all the other ones. Like, this one was its own thing. The stories were very... The animation styles varied. I can't say I loved every bit of animation, but I appreciated that it was different. I particularly liked the first... The, the silent ones in the beginning. I don't know. Like, this this one was more my bag. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't so much sci-fi, too. I mean, there is some sci-fi to it, but... I don't know. They felt like more personal stories. Nice. What are you guys watching? What are you watching right now, Dave? Um, I've, well, being sheltered in place and uh, working from home, I've been catching up with classics that I pushed off for too many years. So I finally watched the very first Naked Gun. I watched the first two Godfathers, which I've said for years, Godfather was shit. No, it just turned out I watched it when I was like 11 and didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually watched it. Why is the horse head in the bed? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I really like the first two Godfathers. I still, I'm still a Goodfellas guy, but like it, I get it. I get the hype now. Hmm. What about you, Nick? What are you watching? I watched the remake of Child's Play this week. Whoa! Not bad. Oh yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I actually kind of and Mark Hamill. Wow, like <laughs> yeah. amazing voiceover. Like he's really good. It wasn't bad at all. I actually enjoyed it. And then I watched Platform on Netflix. Have you guys heard of that one? Oh, oh heard that's about good. It, but haven't ripped into it. Yeah, that was uh, kind of that was kind of crazy. Yeah, don't go, don't go, don't read much about it. Just go in. Yeah, just okay, go in. Okay. Go in blind. That's yeah. why you're not saying anything because I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to. No, really don't say anything. I'm, don't say anything. I'm biting my tongue for you, Adam. Right now, I'm biting. my <laughs> Thank tongue. Thank you. Did you watch it too, Dick? I mean, I yeah, know. I did. I loved it. I, yeah. Oh, so it's, I'm uh, the only one I don't even want to tell you what movies it's like because that'll give some of it away. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. I, it just sounds like that elevator genre from last week. <laughs> <laughs> the shaft? Or, yeah, the, yeah, the shaft. That brings us to you, Atomic. What's your nuclear wasteland? What are you watching? Nonstop anime. I've been catching up on an old series that I saw in such low quality back in the day, Blue Sub 6, a series that I'm super excited for to share with people because it's so fun. That That's kind of like a – it's like a sequel to Dr. Moreau's Island from H.G. Wells mm. uh, with more modern technology. People mix, He's mixing with all these different animals, and he declares war on humanity and stuff like that, things that we could probably all – uh, the, identify the, with it. Um, who are the main characters? Like, who? What story do you follow? Like, don't ask me about specifics. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> just the mad doctor on the island, and then people well, I mean, inside in Ch- of a sub. I don't have to ask them about Child's Play because it's Chucky. So I know you're watching it to see what Chucky is going to do. You know, yeah. you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? I don't know well, who's like in charge a, of the submarine. Well, let me, okay, me, how I work, how my brain works. I don't memorize character names in almost anything. I just know who they are because I'm only going to spend a short period of time with them. Uh, if I hang around with you for like two weeks, I'll memorize your name in life. Oh. So you ask me about character names. It's like I could tell you about the setting. I could tell you about the scene. I could tell you about the artwork. I could tell you about yeah, what the underlying themes are. But if you ask me about characters, you know, there's a intense captain and there's a there's a crew. There's a misanthrope. There's a little girl. There's a young woman that's idealistic that goes to get him. And they're all foreign names to me. So it's hard to keep up with that. But. Uh, if you're watching it, you know, vis- and you're a visual person like I am, then you just know who's who. So oh, fair enough. I spoke didn't, too uh... much about like the fact that I have holes in my ability, my cognitive ability, but I do. <laughs> uh, the other thing, 
<laughs> the other thing that I watch is uh, I was watching is uh, a movie called Hells, which is about a a young teenage girl that uh, gets killed on her way to school and goes to high school in hell. Yeah, that's also an anime. That's on the Whoa. Retro Crush. If you have the Retro Crush app, you can watch that show. Yeah, she finds out she's in hell and like is like, you know, that's not a spoiler because the the show is literally called Hell. So you know, you know like, yeah. <laughs> again, it tells you what it is. Um, but it's, um, going back to your comment about like not memorizing characters' names, like yeah. um, dragged across concrete, Dave. I don't. Ooh. We didn't really talk about this. Like I know. Oh, Dave is I want to see that one. So yeah, so it's got Vince Vaughn and Mel yeah. Gibson. I didn't memorize their characters' names because it's a very dark story, and you're just like, oh, yeah. terrible things are going to happen in this movie. And, uh, and yeah, terrible things happen. I won't go into details about the terrible things, but the movie is not what I expected it to be. Like, let's say that. And then um, Guy Ritchie has a new movie out, The Gentleman, which oh, has like, so Matthew good. McConaughey and uh, Charlie Hunnam, you know, from the motorcycle show. Now he's in here. You bring back yeah. um, Hugh Grant. But now I'm going to do I'm going to do a recall and go all the way back all to right. the when I was talking about the guy that does the pizza reviews. The cast of the gentleman actually did a review with that pizza guy, and they looked so they looked so confused as to why they had to promote their movie on a pizza review, and they seemed so unhappy about hanging out at the pizza joint. It's it's great. It's like a train wreck. The movie's not, but the pizza review was kind of a train wreck. Um, then I went back and watched um, the Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Streets. You know that they made with um, oh, those are great. Uh, those are the, fun the movies. Comedies that came out yeah. uh, like four years ago. What with uh, my name is Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my name is Jeff. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> go into details. Tell us your whole story, Jeff, about what you were doing earlier. Yeah, when they're doing the fake voices. Yeah, that's in Twenty Two at the beginning. It's like a yeah. whole setup. That's all I'll say. And then I watched um, another Jonah Hill. I went back and watched this thing about the Iraq War where these two guys are profiting uh, profiteers who sell the guns. Um, it's called oh. War Dogs. It's got Miles Teller as the other guy in the movie. Like two friends yeah. who are in Miami and they get back together and start a company and they're bidding on like government contracts to sell bullets, right, to soldiers and stuff. Um, oh, wow. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was, it was okay. The name I, of that? I, I it's saw called that. War Dogs. It was kind of like uh, Todd Salon's doing um... – well, Scorsese before he did Scorsese. <laughs> it was like his Goodfellas version of a Scorsese movie. Yeah. Uh, not bad. I, I thought it was okay. And then uh, next week, well, the April's winding down, anime's winding down. We we will talk about one of my favorite animes oh. of all time, Vampire Hunter D, which I think is a oh. great – It's like Sweet. a. If you, if I'm looking you, forward to this one again. Some desert island, and the guy can only eat pizza. My desert island, can you only pick one anime? I'd be like, just give me a copy of Vampire Hunter D, leave me alone. Um, that's how good I think the movie is. So we'll watch Vampire Hunter D. We'll talk about Vampire Hunter D. But it's also um, Mother's Day is coming up soon, so I thought we would do some, like we'll pick some crazy mother movies. I'm not talking about like movies about mothers that are really heartwarming. I'm talking about like what's the craziest fucking movie you can think of where like the mom is maybe crazy or like we'll do like horror movie moms or something. We'll do something that's not typical, right? But then we'll also talk about how much we love our moms. But we will we will pick these weird mom movies. So we'll do like <laughs> all right. So how we'll do, crazy that? Yeah, yeah. So next week are we tune starting in. now? So next week, <laughs> tune in. We'll we'll talk about crazy mom movies, and then we'll move right into our review of Vampire Hunter D. And that'll be next week's awesome episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in to this week's wild roller coaster episode that briefly mentioned a movie called Robot Carnival. But there was a lot of cool <laughs> stuff that we talked about tonight. I know, right? Another great episode of Binge Watchers with the Binge Watchers crew and Adam. Tell people where they can go and find us on the internet if they want to involve themselves with more binge watchers material. Where what can they do? Bingewatchers.com. Yeah, that works. 
That was perfect. Oh, great episode, fellas. <laughs> and Instagram and all the all the other good good oh, yeah, stuff we're out on there. The IG, that's true. We're everywhere. We're everywhere now. I mean, geez, Google us. We're like the number one podcast for binge watching. Tried. What? What other different uh, platforms we're on? We're on, uh, we're on everything. I don't know what else. What are we not on? What are we not on? Who do we have to target? <laughs> what, are we, what are we not on? <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Netflix yet. Let's get a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, or Peacock or somebody. Yeah. You know, who knows? Peacock, yeah, we're ready for you. Peacock <laughs> is next. <laughs> <laughs> Peacock, we're coming. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, don't say it like that. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> well, you just got manscaped. You're all frisky. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nah, we'll, we'll end up on, like, the TV screens of gas stations. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I was thinking about I was thinking about putting a, on, on some billboards. They got these electronic billboards. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We'll be in a billboard in Ohio. Because we, <laughs> we can only afford the 10 seconds of a billboard in Ohio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be perfect. Gas station, you'll see us on, like, that gas station TV. What is that called? Like, I don't know what it's called. But it's like it's like having the movie theaters where you see, like, an ad for, like, a local, like, thing. You know what I mean? Like a local and, it's, and it's like, what, what cracks me about those things is, like, they're treating us to a gift. It's like I put, the second I pull the thing out and I put the gas in, it starts. And the second I put the gas thing back, it stops. It's like. I, I didn't ask for this, guys. <laughs> it's so funny. so to, to finish the interview with like Blink One Eighty Two, you gotta like fill up several gas yeah. cans. I have to put like I have to keep on filling gas. Are you serious? Like, ah, oh. oh, it's like guys, I'm not gonna. Yeah, uh, I could spoil gas station TV as well. Guess what? You're gonna get a tank of gas. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Is that the plot? Well, I don't know. The I I don't know. I, I, it, well, in theory, like you, you might spend more money on more gas if you're watching the TV, right, and not paying attention. That, I, like, what if that's you what I think they want you to do? Quarter of a tank, and yeah. then you fill up half a tank, then you're at a full tank because you had to find out, you know, what flavor of yogurt the leader of Blink One Eighty Two likes to eat, you know, before he goes on stage. <laughs> well, the you know? best part of those ads is where they interrupt the the interview or whatever with Blink One Eighty Two, and they show you like a commercial for the gas that you are actively putting into your car. <laughs> I know, right? Like, hey, really? hey, you know what, Adam? Way to go, Meta. I got to say this, though, and maybe I'm a sellout who wears a, a nice tie. I love advertisements, and I love having advertisers. I, you know, that's uh, – I pays the bills. No, I love – You know, like, don't fast forward. <laughs> don't fast forward with your DVR. You watch that. You watch that information that you need to have, okay? You watch I was You sit there and watch it. <laughs> I was saying that because the ads were so well done and impeccable. Riveting, riveting, way. right? Like, who yes. needs the show? Just watch the commercials. I, I had to put that gas. Oh, I to, needed that. No, Nick, you had, you had to get a full tank because you needed I, to finish the I interview. just wanted $10 worth, and I ended up spending $30. I'm like, dude, yeah. these ads are incredible. That's, that's the yeah. way it is. I, I needed that crucial encouragement to know that the buying decision in the marketplace I had made was the best decision, and those ads were the best conduit to communicate that to me. So I was a confident buyer. I'm going to leave all this stuff in, guys. I'm I'm going to leave this in after, like, the official ending. Like, I'm just going to – after the big drum thing, I'm just going to keep this going. Oh, dude. I think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.